It's time for Decal Download, your source for news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. We'll hear from Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and special guests to give you an update on all things Decal. This is Decal Download. Downloading now. Decal is a statewide agency, but we realize the real work in promoting early childhood education and working with children and their families takes place at a grassroots level in cities and towns across the state. That's why earlier this year we launched our Early Education Community Partnership Initiative and named community coordinators in each of our six regions. And Commissioner, it's our program to spark new local efforts to improve and better coordinate a system of supports for children from birth to age eight. Right, and we know there's there's so much we can do at the state level, but so much of the work really happens at the community level. So I thought it was very important to continue some of the previous work that we had done that we'll talk about in a little bit and even expand it so that DECAL actually has a footprint in the communities. Yeah, they might have heard of something called E3Z. Right. Those are in our past. Right. We've expanded, and we're going to talk about We are. That. We're trying to move away from that, but f- folks still say E3Zs. Right. Yeah. So we've gone from just a few to several, and we're going to talk more about early education, community partnerships. And here to talk about it is Jill O'Meara, Early Education Community Partnership Manager, and Clayton Adams, Lead Community Coordinator in our Athens and Northeast Georgia region. Folks, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Let's first talk about you guys. We'd love to get the background on our DECAL team here. Jill, how long have you been Uh, with DECAL, and what were you doing before joining us here? So before coming to DECAL, I was um, a Georgia's pre-K teacher, and I taught there in Coffee County at Westside Elementary School. Shout out. Yeah. (laughs) And then before that, I was an early education instructor at Wiregrass Georgia Technical College and worked on the Coffee Campus, and I did that for about six years. And so, um, but I've been at DECAL for... Four, a little over four years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had the role of being a teacher in a program with young children, but I am also have had the opportunity to teach adults getting ready to teach or be lead teachers in child care. Right. So that's been exciting and certainly has helped me along my path now. Absolutely. Yeah. You yeah. started um, as a pre-K teacher and then taught early education? I it was reverse. Oh, reverse. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you must have really bought into what you were teaching. That's where I was trying to go. You were teaching adults, and then you became a pre-K teacher. I did. So you, uh, what do they say, walked the talk. You, you knew did. the talk, then you actually walked it in the classroom. That is right. Do you miss anything about the classroom? I do. But luckily, with this position, I get to go into classrooms and still see children being taught Mm -hmm. by high-quality early learning teachers. Um, And it's great to see, and I I look back, and I still am in contact with some of those teachers, or now they're lead teachers, but they were students of mine, Mm. and I still get to see where they go and and, uh, see that they are still in field working um, and continuing some of their education. So that's exciting for me, too. You know, it's always funny to me at our board meetings, Dr. Jerry Kropp, who teaches Mm -hmm. at Georgia Southern, and we have a lot of folks on our team that uh, were her students, and they just flock to her. Like They seem to just seek her out, and I think there's that encouragement even years after um, for uh, everything that's going on. Clayton, how about you? What was your story before joining us here at DECAL? So before I was uh, came to DECAL in December of 2014, so a little over four years as well, um, I was with Clark County School District, um, a variety of jobs. I was a social worker in the middle schools as well as I worked 
for six years in the early Head Start Head Start program, hmm. which is housed at the Office of Early Learning in Clark County. Yeah. So quite a background in early childhood education. Yeah, and it just kind of just kind of happened that way. I went to school for social work and sociology, and just got that one job, and it just kind of snowballed to here we are today. Mm-hmm. Was the switch over to state a state agency like ours a difficult one, or how have you found it to be? It was definitely not difficult. It was, um, you know you see the footprint that they have on a much larger scale. Um, it's, but with that comes great resources um, and just, uh, you know, wonderful opportunities. Um, but definitely not difficult. Mm-hmm. little trivia here before we go any further. You know, the commissioner and I are both from Rockdale County, which is the second smallest county in Georgia. I didn't know that. Did you know, I that? know that? either. And the didn't first, small. the smallest county is Clark, Clark. County. Really? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And we used to be compared a Not lot. population, but no, size, land like landmass. Land right. Population okay. were fifth or right. sixth okay. largest. Yeah, okay. and Rockdale has grown significantly as well. But, yeah, as far as the land size, right. yeah, second smallest, Clark County. That's right. uh, a lot of talk back in the day of consolidated governments. Yep. We won't right. go down that path. Right. But <laughs> yep. So it's interesting. So we started this community work with our early education empowerment zones, or E3Zs, which were part of the Race to the Top Early Learning Challenge grant. And I remember when we picked the counties, I was fairly new in my commissioner role, and then we were going out to award the counties, and there was all this excitement, and I had no idea what I was talking about. (laughs) I did not know what an early education empowerment zone was. No idea. Um, I've definitely learned a lot. (laughs) But Jill, so you led the work in South Georgia from the beginning. Clayton, you've always been in Athens. So what have you learned from this work? I know I've learned a lot just from watching you, which is why we've continued the work. Mm -hmm. But tell us from your perspective what you learned. I have learned a lot, but I can go back to what you were saying. I didn't know a lot about what E3Zs <laughs> or Early Education Empowerment Zones were at the time or how that fit in to the work I was planning to do. So um, our, what, we were plan- what we were doing was to pilot innovative ideas for the rest of the state. Mm-hmm. So we have learned that building relationships is the most important, and we just have to learn to show up at different meetings and be present, be be there to listen to the community partners and what their needs are and how we can tailor our resources for them directly, which is very important because we have a wide range of resources here at DECAL and programs. So it's also it's so important that we get to talk with community partners, listening to their hopes and dreams for the community, learning about the history and what we can do to better serve them. Sure. Clayton, how about you? I think a big takeaway that I have is just how unique communities are mm-hmm. and how they're all different. You know, what what happens in Athens-Clark County is a lot different than what happens in Dalton, Georgia, and that's a lot different than happens in Valdosta. And I think that was one of the unique advantages to the E3Z work is that we were all able to pilot these innovative ideas and initiatives in different ways and how they look. You know, in Athens – we were unique in a lot of ways compared to the other E3Zs areas in just the sense that we were just one county. Um, we have a large infrastructure around early education um, that dates back 20, 30-plus years that maybe other communities didn't have. Um, and, of course, we have you know the University of Georgia um, and, and all the um, – advantages and you know the wealth of knowledge that comes with that um but learn that community work is at times hard 
you know, we, we know that history, um, in helping to acknowledge what has happened in the past and move that forward, um, created unique opportunities. Um, and now take that and then spread it to 159 counties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just thinking with the E3Zs, we had uh, Jill's area down in southwest Georgia. So you had Valdosta, uh, several counties. Yes. Um, we had Clayton in Athens primarily. Macon, Bibb County, mm-hmm. and then Dalton, North, I right. believe, uh, northwest Georgia. Right. So we've expanded from basically four fairly limited areas to six regions, which line up with our six decal uh, regions. Tell us how that um, all works out. What, what are the new regions and, and who's leading those efforts? So when you talk about these four zones that we had, that was 12 counties which is such a huge change now going into 159. Yeah. So each region is different, and it's based on the child care services regions, um, looking at how many um, child care programs are in each region are pretty much the same. They're, they're fairly close in number, which is how the regions were divided up. So looking at those regions, um, we have a coordinator in each one. So for our northwest um, region, we have Glenda Davis Canteen. For our northeast, we have Clayton Adams. And um, for our central west, we have Bridget Washington. Central east is Audrey Ann Smith. And southwest is Edward Rowell, which he talks about as his 48 counties Mm -hmm. that he covers. And for Katie Cosby, for southeast, she has 40 counties. So we looked at some um, thinking, how would we really get to know people in these counties and what would that look like so we decided and so we wouldn't be spinning our wheels just attending meetings here and there we looked at our data that we have some um, some um, quantitative data that we have here at decal and pulled that together trying to determine which counties needed which were more under-resourced, mm-hmm. and which ones we needed to reach out to first. So based on that, we are reaching out to a certain number of counties per quarter. And with that being said, we're really making great strides with that. And if you look at our first quarter from January to March, our coordinators have already reached out to 42 counties. Wow. To people in attending, primarily attending Georgia Family Connection collaborative um, meetings. Georgia Family Connection Partnership Collaborative Meetings, and are reaching out and working with the Child Care Resource and Referral Agency to get a landscape of child care in those areas, in mm-hmm. those regions. So it's a pretty tall order. Yeah. No, it's yeah. Def- it's definitely different than the E3Zs because we form those around 10,000 children from birth to age five. Right. And so now going to one per region, which can be 40 to 48 counties, exactly. with probably more children than that in some of those regions, it's definitely got to be a different model. Now we're right. just saying, go out there and talk to everybody. <laughs> get, get them all together. This might be a good uh, place to pause, and thanks to uh, the miracle of technology, uh, Clayton is here with us live and in person, but we've asked all of your coordinators to sort of give a brief introduction of themselves and what they like about doing the work. So uh, let's, uh, let's start uh, with, uh, how about Edward Rao, uh, who you just mentioned? Uh, let Edward introduce himself, and then following up with that, our other coordinators introducing themselves from across the state. My name is Edward Rao Sr. I am the Early Education Community Partnership Coordinator for the Southwest Region. My region spans 48 counties, from Henry County to the bottom of Georgia and to the borders of Alabama. 
I really enjoy traveling to my counties and spreading the word for our quality rated program, in addition to providing resources that DECAL has to offer. While I'm in the community, I really enjoy going to our child care centers and family daycare homes and reading to our earliest learners. Hello, I am Adrienne Smith, and I service 23 counties from DeKalb to Richmond in the Central East region. From my hiring in November of 2018, I have developed many meaningful relationships with child care providers, faith-based and civic organizations, and community partners as a liaison for DeKalb. By hosting local Literacy Matters civic dinners, attending literacy and children's events, visiting child care centers to promote DECAL's quality rated initiative and early education developmental resources. Our goal is to bridge the gap between DECAL and the local community and provide resources and opportunities to increase the awareness of early education in the community. I am excited about continuing this work with my colleagues and can't wait to see the impact our connections and resources will make with our early learners and families across the state of Georgia. Thank you. I'm Glenda Davis-Canteen, and I'm the Community Outreach and Partnerships Coordinator in the Northwest region. My region includes Bartow, Cherokee, Tatuba, Dade, Floyd, Fulton, Gordon, Harrelson, Pickens, Polk, and Walker counties. I've hosted two civic dinners to promote early language and literacy. I conducted presentations to address the importance of early childhood education. I've encouraged childcare providers and families to complete the quality rated process. And I've shared decal resources at community recreation centers on developmental milestones. Hi, this is Katie Cosby. I am the coordinator for the Southeast region. I cover 40 counties from Jones County down I-16 to Chatham and then over to Lowndes County. I started at DECAL in 2016 as a CCS consultant monitoring Chatham County. I'm excited to be a part of this team to be able to connect communities to resources and provide an extra level of support. I like to think of our unit as the switchboard of DECAL. I'm excited to have been able to connect local providers with GEARS to showcase the quality we have here in Savannah on their bus tour, along with helping communities plan extra enrichment programs to be connected to summer food service sites where they will read and do activities while the children get their healthy lunch and snack. Hello, everyone. I'm Bridget Washington, Early Education Community Partnership Coordinator for the Central West Region. Currently, I'm meeting local stakeholders and visiting our child care partners in the 11 counties that I support. Carol Cobb Clayton, Kawita Douglas and Fayette, Harris Heard and Merriweather, Paulding and Troop County. I'm getting out, introducing myself to community members asking questions to gain insight about the challenges families with young children may be facing. Each opportunity to connect with a community partner allows me an opportunity to provide information about our agency, find out information about their program, agency, or experiences, and then together have discussions about ways that we can support one another's work. So each of these coordinators is working with community partners to build better relationships, like you mentioned, around early education. So tell us a little bit about what's been the reaction and what are the types of partners that you're working with? 
Absolutely. The reaction has been wonderful. I think you um, people are starving for these type of um, interactions and relationships. You know, each county is different. Um, each city is different. The need looks different. Um, so, you know, we go in and we, you know, my personal take is that I go in and I want to listen. I, I think that is a sign of great leadership is taking a step back hearing about what the what is working in these counties what is what are challenges in these counties um and 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 letting the counties and the stakeholders in those counties dictate you know we are here as resources um we are not here to come in and to make changes and tell and tell these communities what they need um to do so going in and listening i think is is a huge um huge takeaway. And when you look at, um, this really is breaking new ground for our agency, how do you go about identifying the right partners and approaching them? I'm assuming there are some organizations that are already out there. You mentioned Georgia Family Connection uh, partnerships that are existing um, and some other partners that we work with. How do you, uh, how do you go about doing the work? I think trying to find the right partner is not always the most obvious. Um, sometimes some of our great partners come from obviously Georgia Family Connection Partnership, but even looking at people who are or who who don't serve children on a daily basis or with their job, like the Chamber of Commerce, mm-hmm. um, they can be fantastic partners in Technical College System of Georgia, university systems, libraries, which they do serve children. Um, but just looking at who people are that are not or don't have a slice of the child population, so to speak, we do talk to people who are child care providers, child care teachers. We listen to some parents. What we learned from our Birth to Eight team, and that was part of one of our charges with our early education empowerment zones was to bring people to the table to look at what the needs are of the community based on, like Clayton said, looking at what the needs are per community because it's not our work is not cookie cutter. One size does not fit all in each county. And so with that birth to 18, we learned that people really are hungry for information. And to have us on the ground at a, from a state level, being on the ground talking with them at a local level is very important. We have the opportunities to walk around or go around, drive around to look at um, and, and, and meet with child care providers in their centers and just come by and not be re- we're non-regulatory. So we can walk in and just say, we're here to support you. We're here to be your resource and see what kind of information, what what kind of trainings do you need? Because that was one of the things we learned was a lot of our folks and st- stakeholders around the table, too, needed professional development. Mm-hmm. But they, especially in Valdosta and South Georgia, they didn't have transportation sometimes to get to Atlanta or to Macon. So being able to find out what those needs are and bring that professional development to them has been very exciting for them and um, certainly has helped with a buy-in from, from, from our perspective. And I think as well, you know, if we're, if we're looking at the pipeline that we always refer to, you know, if we, we know that early education has a huge impact on K-12 through and has a huge impact on post-secondary and workforce. And so bringing those partners who may have not seen their role as touching early education, Mm -hmm. but showing them how to educating them and then finding those partners who normally would not be at the table, Um, fire departments, police departments, Mm -hmm. you know, 
workforce development, WIOA, you know, these partners that that everything touches early education. Um, and that's been something that I've learned over the past five years with DECAL is just seeing how how the, the, the large circle and how we touch each and everything. And, if we, you know, a lot large part of our job now is is around system alignment. So if we're looking at the K through 12 system, you know, how do we engage the principals? Mm-hmm. How do we engage the kindergarten teachers? How do we engage the superintendents and the board of education and the parents? Um, so it, it, it's, it's thinking in that pipeline, um, starting with zero to five and going all, all the way past post-secondary. And we're really happy to be able to say that we have had many conversations with superintendents and principals and just encouraging them to invite teachers from child care or directors mm-hmm. from child care to be part of um, learning experiences at the school system so that they can begin to build these partnerships. Yeah, I think that's an important step. Um, and we always talk about birthday alignment and the alignment between, you know, your preschool experience and your K through three experience, really. But when you say that, a lot of folks don't know what you talk about, what you're talking about. Um, a lot of principals, even in elementary school, don't don't know anything about early learning. You know, they may have been for, come from a high school, or they may be fifth grade focused. Which there's no fault to that, but I think that's a good tool that you can educate them and then share some professional development opportunities. I, that's what I always offer as the first easiest thing that you can do to kind of build those relationships. So I'm glad to hear y'all are doing that. So, Jill, you took Read Across Georgia <laughs> and localized it in Valdosta, and somehow, some way, you uh, got all these <laughs> local mayors working with you on that. So tell us how you managed to, to get those mayors on board. Well, I just um, I just had an, one of these ideas, and and, and so I, um, I knew that as a complement to the work that um, Mrs. Deal was doing with Read Across Georgia, I thought we could do this on a local level. So I thought our mayor, who I did not know at the time, had never met him, I went to his office and um, and just set up an appointment and asked him, would you go out and read to children in child care? And he said, would you like to go and read to children all the time in the school systems? I said, that's fantastic and keep doing it, but what about child care? <laughs> and he looks at me and he says, how old are those children? <laughs> and I said, they are babies. And you can read to one-year-olds. You can read to babies, infants. You can read to those children. And, and I want you to be part of this. And um, it did not take any convincing to, for him to be able to want to go and do this. But I wanted to ensure that we were going to child care programs with Read Across Valdosta at that time to go into child care programs that were quality rated because part of our job is to bring awareness to quality rated. And so we did that and, and it as of um, last year, we had been into 30 different child care programs. And in the summers, um, last three summers, we have, and we're, we're gearing up for another kickoff in June this year. And so this is his last term as Mayor Gale. And so we're going to go out with a, with a bang this year. But we have coordinators, Katie Cosby from the Southeast and um, Edward Rowell from the Southwest that will be able to take part in that this year. Um, and so ma- the mayor from Adele um, heard about this and he wanted to be part of it and he wanted to know how can I go out and read to children in child care friendly robbery mm -hmm. there you go yeah and so we did and so he read to children quality rated centers in um, Adele last summer and so he said that he would like to do that again see I think we need to walk over to the Georgia Municipal Association and say every mayor ought to be doing I agree because if you can imagine uh, you know Adele all um, uh, Valdosta. Uh, we, 
obviously have mayors in other parts of the state that are doing this kind of thing. But if we could look at that across the state, what a huge impact that would have. I love the fact that you did not know him and you made the appointment. Um, You also had a a great relationship with Malcolm Mitchell, who we uh, know is uh, as an outstanding football player at Georgia and with the New England Patriots, now a children's author. Um, And you were able to kind of take him out to some of the programs. I did. And and when I mentioned to Mayor Gale about reading a book and I asked him to choose a book, he wanted to choose The Magician's Hat, which is Malcolm Mitchell's book, because he had recently met or taught with Malcolm, and Malcolm's from Valdosta. Mm-hmm. And so he wanted to be able to include that in, in this work or this project. And so um, he did, and he had a signed copy from Malcolm. And um, throughout that first year, which was 2016 when we started doing mm-hmm. this, and um, Malcolm, um, I called there was a number on the website to call Malcolm Mitchell and, and, and an email, and you could get in touch with him if possible, or, or his people. Um, and so I did. And so Malcolm graciously came to Valdosta to meet with us at this at City Hall and talk about our efforts in this pro in hmm. the um, Read Across Valdosta program yeah. or project. And so we did. And so it was great to have him as part of that and um, be on board and learn more about. He wanted to learn more about what quality rated was and child care and and he was grateful to be part of that that's great uh yes. speaking of bringing people to the table clayton i know you've been involved in this you guys had uh, some of the civic dinners uh, that have been promoted through the sandra dunnigan deal center for early language and literacy at georgia college in milledgeville these are small casual dinners and discussions around early childhood education how have those been received Terrifically, I believe. Um, you know, we've now had them all in each region, I believe. Um, I had ours last fall in Athens, um, and we had about 10 folks, um, partners, community partners. We had um, Athens Technical College professors. We had some public health employees. Um, just Senator, you know, having a nice meal and talking about what language and literacy means to them, what it looks like in our county. Um, I, you know, I thought it was going to turn into something, you know, just a continuation of our each and everyone's daily work, um, and now talking about it at dinner, right? Right. <laughs> but it was really unique that um, the you you have questions to ask five questions, and the first question is what you know what does language mean to you? What does literacy mean to you? What are some of your personal stories? And when people started talking about those personal stories. Um, it really opened up and drove the, a conversation um, into a much more personable affair in which people talked about, you know, their earliest memories around books, you know, those those teachers, those mm-hmm. kindergarten teachers, those fifth grade teachers, those grandparents that read to them. Um, and it became a very, very powerful evening that I think everybody around each and every civic dinner kind of had a similar feel to them. Mm-hmm. We need to grab those five questions, do a podcast with those. and Because <laughs> uh, I, I, I love the fact that it just jumps right to the chase. What does it mean to you? You know, what impact did it have on you? And then when you connect with that, you realize that you could have that same impact on someone else. Right. And not all, you know, it, what was really interesting with our group discussion is how powerful it was. Um, but everybody had a different story in the sense that, you know, the majority of them were powerful and positive, you know, going back to, I remember being on my mom's lap and we'd read books and my grandparents, mm-hmm. but we had a couple that talked about how being in first and second grade and they were told that 
they will never be able to read and they will never be able to do this and that based off their performance at the time. And, you know, we're, we're talking about people that are in their 50s and 60s now and how they'll never forget that mm-hmm. um, and, and how that was motivation for them in, in years to come. Mm. Katie Cosby actually wrote a blog yeah. for us, and it's on the Georgia Family Connection um, Partnership website and Get Georgia Reading website. So it talks about um, kind of a culmination of all the civic dinners. And, yeah, and she yeah. Had, we shared it on our on our yeah. uh, right from the start uh, mm-hmm. Facebook page as well. That that was a great uh, summary. Yeah. Um, do you think we'll continue to do those? I know you're the chair. I am the, the chair of the board of the Deal Center, um, and that that's one of their ways that they've looked at trying to build awareness about the center. And so I thought, what a better way to get our community partners? They already know many community folks that they could bring to the dinner table and start that conversation around language and literacy. The civic dinners concept is it's very interesting. We we engaged in it as a board at one of our board meetings, and it's a very um, thought through process of how you handle the discussion. So. Um, it's an interesting process that I don't think it takes a whole lot of effort because it's already kind of set up for you. So, you know, why not if our community coordinators have the time? Right. Because yeah, they're busy. Them busy. I mean, they have 48 <laughs> counties each. That's a lot of restaurants. <laughs> so we are half, almost halfway through 2019, which is hard to believe. But talk about the highlights um, from from each of you or from your the entire team, Jill. And then what, what are you planning for the second half of the year? So some of the highlights would include, um, I know Glenda Davis Canteen recently rode on a bookmobile (laughs) um, in, um, I think, Bartow County, and she got to be part of that event that was going on. They're traveling through the county. Some of the other highlights um, that our coordinators are part of are just – I know that Edward's been part of some uh, ribbon cutting for a resource center um, outside of a child care. Um, He's been part of that and just – being able to um, just be part of whatever events are going on um, has been really exciting for all of the coordinators. Um, and Clayton, you may want to talk about some things. I think a highlight for me, um, it's not necessarily a s- single event, but it's been going to these communities over the past three, four months and seeing and feeling the urgency that they have for their community when it comes to early education. You know, I think, you know, in 2019, the secret is out. It's no longer a secret about early education. <laughs> you know, we, there's a great deal of momentum, um, and people understand. They, you know, and then especially when you tie it into this pipeline that we referred to earlier, you know, they they see their community um, on, and they can they they see early education personally, whether they have a kid or a grandchild. Um, and they want their community to just be better. Every community wants the, their own community to be to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, so this urgency that I'm seeing in these counties and what they can do um, in coming together as a community um, to create change has been uh, has been a highlight so far. That's great. So many exciting things going on. We post a lot of information on our social media uh, from our early education community partnership coordinators. So if you want to follow them, make sure you follow us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, they're everywhere. It's about the only way I can really keep up with them. Is they're everywhere. <laughs> I give them a hard time. It's like, I know where you were yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and they're always having a great time. So uh, make sure you do that. Let's see if we can get new partners for you guys. If someone's out there right now, they're listening, they're interested, they're on board, uh, and they want to be a part of what you guys are doing through DECAL, Jill, what should they do? 
They should look on our website, and um, they would find a community coordinator's name. and um, Or they can get in touch with, with me and or Clayton. You can give me a call at 404-313-6277. And Clayton? 706-897-8519. All right. Put it out there. Real quick before we wrap up, you're talking about books. You got me thinking on this. What was your very first impactful book that you remember from childhood. Mine came immediately to mind. You're looking like you might want to think about it. So I'll start with Jill. What was the first book that stood? My one of my favorite books as a child was The Pokey Little Puppy. <laughs> a little golden golden, <laughs> golden book. Books. Yeah. Okay. Fourth grade, Number of the Stars by Lewis Lowry. Oh wow. Okay. I have the title of one. Now this is I'm very young, like four or five years old. Grandmother reading it to me. Winnie the Pooh was kind of a classic. But there is a book about a dog who can't find an owner from the dog's perspective. And it seems like every other kid he finds already has a dog and the dogs kind of kind of give him the cold shoulder <laughs> and send him away. And finally he finds a little boy. I'm going to have to do a little research and find the name of it. But I just thought that was beautiful. A lot of it has to do with who's reading the book to you. And if they can bring it to life. And that's one thing that, you know, when we go out to classrooms, I try to, to you know, if, even if you use different voices or make it exciting, I think it sort of brings it to life. But, gosh, the opportunities are great. All right, I've given you time. What do you think? Uh, the first one I can remember <laughs> well is The Little Engine That Could. Oh, sure. Yeah, I remember my parents reading that to me. It's a great one. Yeah. Zell Miller. No, no. That, that, that is one of his book. favorites. That's right. All right. Well, the work is fantastic. I, I love the fact that we're a state agency that is often seen on a statewide platform, but this gives us an opportunity to really get grassroots local into small towns. And to me, early education is a very much a local issue. Uh, so thank you guys for what you're doing. Thank, thank your you. team. Thank you. Uh, and uh, again, we'll be following you and uh, looking forward to big things in the remainder of the year. Thank you. Sounds great. Now your questions from the water cooler. Hi, this is Barbara Sanders in the IT department slash wellness committee. My question for the commissioner, are you going to participate in the Activity May Challenge for 2019? Have you bought your Fitbit orbitometer? Barbara. She's calling you out. You are putting me on the spot here. <laughs> you usually ask me these things privately. Um, <laughs> Today is right here. But, you know, I do like to exercise. That is kind of the way I um, clear clear my head and relieve some stress. Um, but I don't know if I can be held accountable for that. That makes me a little bit nervous that I might embarrass myself. But it's not off the table yet. So I'll think about it, Barbara. You know, for folks that don't know, um, this is an annual event that the Wellness Committee puts on. It's very high-tech because your steps are registered on our intranet site. Exactly. Based on teams. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the bad thing, the shaming part here of (laughs) the walking challenge, if you don't participate, you don't have to necessarily break any records, but if you're not participating, people come by your office. Right. And I don't want to let down my team. Yeah. That would be embarrassing. I'm on your team. So, yeah, I know. (laughs) Can we change teams? <laughs> I don't know if we can. We'll check on it, though. But you're all for it, though. It's one of your favorite events. No, I do like the event. And yeah. I, it's amazing to see at the end of the month how many steps, as we call it, people have earned. I mean, I don't know how they do it, but I'm proud of them. It's 10,000 steps a day. Right. That's the recommendation. You're supposed to get in. And it is incredible during uh, this event 
how many steps well, are folks getting? I don't know how they do it. I mean, because my, my watch will go off at about 8.30 at night, and it will say, you just need 45 minutes yeah. more of activity to reach your goal. <laughs> so you walk around the <laughs> okay, house. Okay, for 45 yeah. minutes, just a brisk 45-minute walk. My theory is they're either great athletes or great liars. No, I'm just kidding. No, they're not lying on this thing. Maybe but we yeah. should audit that process. Maybe audits and compliance, <laughs> yeah. now part of the wellness committee. All right. Thanks, Barbara. Now it's time to give you a chance at winning a nice prize in the decal download quiz. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers to this question. For our early education community partnerships, who is the lead community coordinator serving Athens and Northeast Georgia? For our early education community partnerships, who is the lead community coordinator serving Athens and Northeast Georgia. Email your response to decal download at decal.ga.gov. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers. Thanks for playing the game and good luck. Thanks for tuning in to Decal Download. For more information, visit our website at decal.ga.gov. The conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C O M M Jacobs. 